Hello there, this is episode 10 of the Get In My Garden podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron Moskowitz. This podcast exists for the small farmers, the market gardeners, the backyard side hustlers, and those interested in learning more about the demographic shift that is happening right now. Farmers are working much smarter and accomplishing so much more than was ever possible by utilizing technology and data. Then, of course, the marketing and online strategies that are available today are absolutely amazing. This episode is the last of a series of three with Cassidy of Succulents and Sunshine. We learn more about what business pivots she has made over the last five years of evolving her business into a six-figure operation. This is basically the meat of the interview, where we learn about what we really need to know to work in the modern economy as farmers. I promise this will be the last time in a while that we talk about marketing strategy, but I do hope that farmers and marketeers that are listening will get actionable ideas to utilize this season to boost their market profits while making their businesses more sustainable. I hope this is an episode that you will come back to as you grow your budding business. The next few episodes will feature some very specific, successful small businesses, as well as unique and inspiring guest experts. Please subscribe for future episodes and leave feedback on iTunes if you like the podcast. I'm very impressed by what you're doing and I'm excited for what you're doing next too. So I wonder about, are you going to be doing Facebook live at all? So we've been doing Facebook live in the group and I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't love being live on video, not really so much from like a confidence perspective. Video's just never been my thing. I've always been the photographer and behind the camera. Um, I, I hear you. So we have been doing Facebook Live and we're still trying to kind of figure out where it fits into the business and our goals and what we want to do. Our main focus this year is just promoting the course that we have and then also launching the podcast. So it's going to be the Succulent FAQ and kind of taking the those five questions from our weekly email and those will now be in podcast form. How excellent. Since that is exactly what your customers have said they wanted, it'll be great to have that information in podcast format. It's so easy to find the answers that way and a much more personal experience when people hear your voice. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And we have, we have some other pieces that go along with the podcast that we don't quite have implemented yet, but are hoping to within the first month or two of it launching. But one of them that I'm really excited about is we're focusing on individual succulents and care for that particular succulent. So a lot of people will buy, you know, a couple new succulents and immediately they want to know the name of it, which sometimes is easy and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. But then they also want to know how do I care for this particular plant, like a zebra plant, what's different about it versus, you know, aloe vera or some sort of cactus. And kind of in conjunction with the podcast, we're going to be putting together almost like trading cards, if you will, for all of these types of succulents for different genus and species and cultivars. Interesting. And then will they have your photo photography on them or artwork? Yep. They will. So we'll, it'll have a photo of the plant and then we're still working out 
like the exact details that will be on the on the card, but definitely, you know, how much light it needs, um, its growing zone. So whether it can handle frost or whether it needs to stay in like a warm climate. And then at least one photo of it, we might put in a couple variations of it just so you can kind of see what it looks like in the wild versus, you know, in a container. But yeah, so just trying to help people get a good feel for their plant and then also have this visual reference that they can take with them to a nursery if they want to buy that plant or, you know, take it somewhere to ask more about it and that kind of thing. That's great. I love it because people who connect with their plants, I have witnessed how much that it makes their life better. Yeah. And the identification part has been something that's been a big challenge for me because I personally have not been great at getting Latin names of all of the plants that I own, but it's one of the most common questions that I get asked is, what kind of plant is this? And then the second most common is, why is this dying or what's wrong with this plant? <laughs> and there are so, a lot of things that could be going wrong, I assume. Yeah. And, and usually we get like a one sentence question and no picture. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to help you uh, without any more information. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out, um, the FAQ has actually helped with the plant diagnosis. We've had some people submit pictures of plants and ask what's going on. And so that's been good. But then also as part of the paid course, we have a section where you can upload a photo and information about your succulent and I will diagnose it for you and help you figure out what's going on and also how to fix it. So that's been one of the big selling points of the course is instant access to me to figure out what's going on with your plant. That's great. So as far as that goes, you said you're doing an affiliate program with the greenhouse in California. Now, are, so those are for sale on your website. How many plants are you selling? How many different varieties? All of them. <laughs> um, All of them. So we don't actually, we don't sell directly on our site, but anytime we mention the name of a succulent or like show a picture of it, we'll say, you know, and you can purchase this succulent at mountaincrestgardens.com. Great. And if they don't have that particular variety, um, we've usually found an, a vendor on Etsy that sells it, or we have another kind of nursery that we work with called Leaf and Clay. So usually between the three of them, we can find the specific variety. Wow. And how many varieties are there that people are growing in the United States? Oh, thousands. Thousands. Tens of thousands. That, that is amazing. Be. Yeah. I can see why it's more. so difficult to identify them. Yeah, and it's tricky too because it's not just uh, it's not just genus and species. There are so many different cultivars or subcultivars. Each one might have just like slightly different features. So there are some varieties that you can only tell what it is for sure if you've seen it bloom. And sometimes they don't bloom every year. So yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely a trick, but my goal has been to help people get at least the genus and species. And usually the genus is enough to kind of get you in the right direction, but we've, we've been aiming for genus and species. And if we can get that specific, we're feeling pretty good. Plants are amazing. Actually, I have a question about your demographics. So 
I would yeah. assume because it's so, the photos are so rich and the people who are on the social media that share photos like Instagram or Pinterest, they may be slightly younger. Would you, have you noticed uh, anything about your demographics? Yes. So the majority about, I would say about 40 to 45% of people who are on the website are under 30. But interestingly, probably about 75% of the people who purchase from us and the only demographics we have as far as purchasing are just like the eBooks and the course. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as those purchases go, about 75% are over 50. So we've been trying to figure out how to really focus on those people who are spending money and getting more traffic from them or at least more qualified traffic. So Google search converts really well for us, but um, email traffic just from our weekly emails or from the autoresponders that converts at about 10 times what Google does. So it's really important for us to get people on the e email list and kind of warm them up because that's where, that's where a bulk of our sales come from. Are you using a program to capture people's emails like lead pages? So as far as opt-in forms, we're using a service called Thrive Leads. Huh. I, I have used lead pages in the past. It just didn't quite jive with me, though I did use it for quite a long time, probably two or three years. I see. Um, but Thrive Leads made more sense with the way my brain works. <laughs> So that's one thing actually that I have found is I have to find a service that, that functions the way my brain is thinking, which maybe sounds kind of odd, but there have been a lot of services that we've looked at using or that we have used and it's too complicated. Not that the service itself is complicated. The flow just doesn't make sense with the way my process works. So we've been using so we've been using Thrive Leads to capture leads and then we're using Active Campaign for our email service. Excellent. And are you still taking are you pretty much using the photos that you already have or are you still continuing your photography? Uh, a little bit of both. The last year we've kind of been focusing on taking what we have and making it better as opposed to generating new content. I've, but I have been taking, I've still been taking new photos too, because that's ultimately what I really love doing. There hasn't been as much of that in the past year as I would have liked. So that is one of my goals for this year is to do more photos. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of both. I have a pretty substantial archive of succulent images. I bet. <laughs> Yeah, so now it's more getting images of specific problems or stages that a succulent's going through. So I have a lot of pictures of just really pretty succulents in, you know, a garden or in just like potted arrangements. So a lot of the photos that are on my to-do list this year are pretty specific. Like I want to show we're working on propagation right now within the Facebook group, we have a propagation challenge going. Oh, okay. So I'm photographing a specific set of succulent leaves every single week and um, also succulent seeds, photographing those every single week. So we can kind of see the progress. Excellent. So yeah, a lot of stuff like that on the to-do list. Gotcha. Well, I wonder if people would be interested in how to photograph your succulents. Do you know, I actually have a post 
about that. And it's interesting you bring that up because I, my mom is an artist and I come from a pretty artistic family and I've always wanted to incorporate art into the website, but oddly people just don't respond to it, at least my audience. So I'm sure there are people in the world who would like to know how to photograph succulents better. But it doesn't but seem to work in your business model. The, yeah, it is not the people in my following, either on the email list or in the Facebook group. And so that has been, that has been really interesting to me is I've tried a few different things that step slightly outside of the traditional, here's how to take care of your succulents. It just doesn't get much of a reaction. We've been sticking pretty much to how to care for succulents. Well, that's great. I mean, the people who my podcast is for are people who are looking for ways to take a backyard side hustle or a small farm business and take it to the next level. And I think that's critical to be able to see the information and then make decisions based on that. Yeah. Because so many people, they say, well, this is what I want to do. But if that's not what people want, then it's kind of difficult to make it into a business. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is I'm convinced that there are people who want what you have to offer, but it may not be the people that you currently know or have following you. So I think if I were especially motivated, you know, to do more with secular artwork, I'm positive I could make that happen, but I'd be kind of, I'd essentially be leaving all of the people I have in the dust, you know, maybe taking a handful with me to the new venture. But fortunately for me, I really enjoy talking about how to care for succulents. So I uh, haven't had to make that switch, but it's definitely, definitely a consideration. If something is working well, but you're not necessarily enjoying it, you may have to, you may have to switch and work a little harder to find the people who do want what you're offering. Absolutely. Well, so is there one thing or one moment in your past five years that you can think of that something specific besides the book, something changed in what you're doing where you said, wow, this is what they want and this is what I'll be doing? Actually, the, the biggest thing I can think of at the moment, maybe it's because it's so fresh, is these FAQs. Okay. So we started the Facebook group in August and I think we started, we, we switched the the weekly email to be these five succulent questions i think in september so previous to that my weekly email was one blog post and like one call to action because in the world of online business that's what everyone tells you to do is you should send an email every week and it should have one thing that people should do not like 50 things just one thing and so being an obedient student. That's what I did. <laughs> but we, I'd had this idea for the podcast. And so that's when I started, you know, asking people for questions and I was seeing questions in the Facebook group. And that's when I decided to try out the kind of the FAQ format for the weekly email, because it went against everything that I had learned other than do whatever works for you. Right. So I, I sent out this email, I believe it was in September. And I said, Hey, we're going to try something new this week. I have these, th the first week I did it, I featured 10 questions. That was insanity. But I, you know, I had these 10 questions and said, let me know if you guys like this, or if you want to go back to just like the one blog post every week. And 
overwhelmingly people wanted the FAQ set up. Interesting. So that, that really drove home to me that you should learn as much as you can about, you know, business and take people's advice and listen, but also be willing to try something new and do something different because I have had much higher engagement with my emails and people who like resonate with the emails more since I've had this like five question set up and we are getting, I think we're getting like 20 to 30 email emails each week or requests for a question to be featured. Wow. So it's had, and there are new questions every week. Yeah. And I don't have to figure out what to write about because that seems a lot better. <laughs> yes. And, and a lot of the questions now are, repeats of you know questions we've already featured or content that's already on the site just phrased slightly differently so if someone submits a question and it's something we've already answered then my assistant will just go in and say hey we actually answered this question here excellent so you literally are compiling a comprehensive resource yeah yeah and we have i think so far we have 75 questions and answers that we have published on that page. So it's huge and it's, it's growing even more. So that's, it's been really fun. I haven't had to think about coming up. I haven't had to think about coming up with new content ideas for quite a while because those FAQs have just been fueling all of that. I love it. That sounds so perfect. Yeah. And do you think you're getting close to a point where your website will just be running itself and then you'll be focusing on one other thing? Like for instance, just your podcast? Yeah, to some extent, there's still there's still a lot of moving parts with each of the each of the questions that we're answering, but yeah, for the most part, it's pretty routine at this point. Like my assistant will go through the questions, she'll pick out five. Sometimes she'll write in a response, but then with all of them, I'll go back in and make sure that I'm answering it and then it's in my voice. But some of them are things that I don't necessarily know the answer to offhand. So she'll do a little research and kind of prep me for that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. And is she located in a different area? She is. Yep. Uh, we have actually. See, that's, that's so cool. That, I mean, nowadays people don't even need an assistant where they live. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I've not actually met her in person. We're going to a conference in March and that'll be the first time I meet her in person. So that'll be fun. How did you find her? It was actually a recommendation from my sister-in-law. So I, my, my sister and I uh, were actually working together. So she had been my assistant for a little while, but then she found more of her dream job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's more fun though than talking about sucking. I know. <laughs> she found something else, which was good. I was really happy for her, but then I'm like, ah, oh, okay, now I need an assistant. And my sister-in-law had said, oh, by the way, I have this friend who just got laid off and she's incredible. And if you ever need someone to work for you, you should totally hire her because she could do all the things that you need done. That's so perfect. So yeah, when my sister ended up taking this other job, one interview with this girl that my sister-in-law recommended and we hit it off like right from the get-go like within five minutes of talking we kind of both knew that she was going to get the job so i love it that's so great yeah so that's been good 
I feel very fortunate. So, in, so it's really, she's your assistant and the rest of it is, you don't have a, other employees, right? Um, we have, we have actually a few contractors. So I think right now kind of depends on how you look at it. We probably have five or six people that we contract with on a regular basis. I see for website and things like that. Yeah. So we have like a guy who manages the server and does all the technical stuff on that end because I'm done figuring that part out. Um, we have a girl who's helping with social media and helping maintain the Facebook group. Um, wow. A guy who's helping produce the podcast. And then if we get more into video, he'll also do video editing. And another girl who helps with PDF creation and kind of odd jobs. So yeah. So you get to really be the CEO of your operation. Yep. And that's perfect. It's fun. Some days not so much, but <laughs> all of the people that we have working for us though are really, really awesome. So we feel very fortunate to have all of them. Now did you when that when you started to outsource a lot of your tasks, did you find that it was a lot easier to focus on what you're doing and make more income? Yes and no. Or was it more about time? It was more about time. And that's actually been one of the challenges that I've run into is I, I do feel like I spend a fair amount of time managing people. But for me, it's better than having to be in my inbox or on Facebook every single day all the time. So we're kind of figuring out this balance of having people work on stuff and having me work on more of like the strategy and the content. And I, I think we're getting there. Uh, August was a big month for us. That's when Chantel started working for me. It was in oh, August. I and I had had, I'd had part-time assistants up to that point. But yeah, so it's been, it's been a lot of figuring out just in the last, you know, six months or so going from just having a bunch of contractors to having someone full-time and some of our contractors are part-time so that, you know, they're doing 20 to 30 hours a week, but... Wow, that's still a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And it, it's interesting. There's plenty of work to be done. It's just a matter of me uh, being able to actually pass it off to them in a way that works for them and works for me. I want to thank Cassidy Tuttle of SucculentsAndSunshine.com for her gracious and detailed interview. I've learned a lot from her, and I hope you too will have ideas for your budding business. Again, thanks for all of you who have emailed me with suggestions about the show. Please leave ratings and reviews on iTunes, and sign up for the email list at getinmygarden.com, where I will soon be featuring great local products that I believe in, and giveaways related to the podcast mission. Catch you next week!